What up, what up, y'all? It's Mr. LP, musician, hip-hop artist, DJ, actor, host, podcaster, motivator, and cousin's best friend. This is my personal podcast where I speak on different happenings with me. My thoughts, goals, struggles, triumphs, shoes, Adidas, baby, music, Ty-Fi Rice, Twitter, whatever. You might get an appearance from good old Kip Monroe. <laughs> Mr. Peterson's Neighborhood, Clear Visions, to the top, y'all. Good day, good afternoon, good evening, my people. Yeah, we're going to have a very great conversation. <laughs> uh, if you guys follow me on Facebook, you know what? People on Facebook, people be waiting on Facebook. They wait on me so much. When I get on that, I just be like, hello. And they be like, who you going to call out today? I'm like, damn, I ain't going to call out nobody. But on Twitter, different story. And I, I, I say what I say, if, you know, how I feel or whatever. So, uh yeah, we are here, man. Um, and I, I wish I could see. I wish we had video. <laughs> because no, thank you. No, thank you. Can you explain the mask that you had on the 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 the, the shimmy shimmy, y'all? Uh, introduce yourself while you at it too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my name is Aisha, and I own Mode Noir Inc. I'm one half of Mode Noir, and I had on a gold mask because sometimes you have to go into your Kodak black. It's not about the way you look. It's not about uh, the gold teeth or the chain. Sometimes it's just about what's coming out your mouth. So if I could have found a ski mask, I'd have been Kodak today. So I had to go with the shimmy shimmy. <laughs> shimmy shimmy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shouts out to uh, MJ Baker for for blocking that. It would have been okay if I'd have heard it uh, jingle. I had no problem with it. She's a hater. She's a hater? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, how, how you feeling? You good? Everything's great? Everything is good. It's... um. I'm actually very nervous because I'm not the type of personality that comes out. People kind of call me like a phantom, like a ghost, because they see me one minute and then I'm gone. They're gone next minute. Yeah. 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 Same here. I th- um, what what they call me? Uh, I mean, of course, they say OG, which I don't like. Uh, OG, uh, Obi, Obi-Wan. They're like, yeah, Obi is sitting over here and they just, he gives his little wisdom and, um, you know, he disappears. I'm the guy that's on top of the hill, and people walk up to the hill yeah. and get the <laughs> get the real, mm-hmm. and then they, I, I disappear. So I understand yeah. completely. Yeah. So uh, we're here to have a conversation about. Uh, I mean, just kind of be candid with it. Just you know, artistry versus not versus, but artistry and the manage the management side of it. Right. So I call it uh the admin side. Every time I talk about it, I talk about the admin side. Right. When I'm referencing anything management or whatever, I'm calling it admin side. And that of course that's short for administrator administrator for administrations. And um to give a real synops I mean a, a quick synopsis on this. When I say admin side, I'm talking about basically the business aspect of being Anything really, but in this term, we're talking about artistry. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, all forms of artistry, whether it's visual artists, okay, music artists, every form of artistry, there's a business or admin side to it all. Mm-hmm. Because if you want it, want to do your artistry just for yourself, mm-hmm. then you have a hobby, you don't have a career mm-hmm. that needs to be set straight. You love to record in your studio and you have all this music, mm-hmm. you're doing it for yourself. You're yeah. not doing it as a career option. Right. Mm-hmm. So 
how often do you experience this type of things when the when the artist said artist has a conflict with the the man at the, the admin side how often do you uh experience that okay let me back up because i started out in this <laughs> I business like, I, I feel i feel, i'm sorry <laughs> you know what we, we I, I did kind of dive and i'm sorry yeah. but she read it go ahead yeah i started in this business in the 2000 um in in the year 2000 uh-huh. in tampa florida and tampa florida is totally different than jacksonville there's an entire entertainment district mm-hmm. you, you there are several avenues you can go when it comes to entertainment whether it's music whether it's promotion, whether it's a whole lot of avenues. So in 2000, I was at the University of South Florida. I had my own modeling troupe, and mm-hmm. we did promotional modeling for clubs. Mm-hmm. So I was their manager, and we would book things like Baby Fat Night. So we've done, I've done Baby Fat. I've done Hennessy, um, where you just have models. They take pictures with them. Mm-hmm. They walk around with their branding on. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved from that part into working with actual rappers and production. Mm -hmm. Terrible experience. (laughs) Um, Because most of the rappers that I have worked with, their only goal was to be heard on the radio. Their goal wasn't to make a lot of money. They just wanted to flage in front of the neighborhood or mm-hmm. the people that they're around then end up getting robbed and all of this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But that. their goal wasn't to be, you know, the next little Wayne. Mm-hmm. They just wanted to hear themselves on the radio, um, which was a conflict for me because that made me no money. Like, why am I promoting mm-hmm. and then I don't get any money and all you want to do is just flodge. Like that's a conflict. Right. Um, moving forward. Um, my brother was murdered here in Jacksonville in 2007. So I, I traveled in fashion and in music until my brother got killed. And then I came back to Jacksonville. Okay. Um, Condolences on that. I didn't love anything anymore because I was like, man, Duval took my baby. Mm-hmm. I started creeping back in a little bit into the business, dibbling, dabbling. I opened up a boutique off of Main Street. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that Jacksonville had progressed you know, since I left in 1999, I'm thinking we had them progress. Like, you know, we were a little bit more inclusive and open, and that was not true. So I've done custom work for a lot of artists here in Jacksonville, and I like being the phantom person. Like, I do production. I've done fashion shows, production mm-hmm. for, quote, unquote, big people here. Um, I've done it for NFL athletes, but you never see me. All you see is um, my logo. Yeah. Or the product that you produce. Yes, the product that I produce. And so a lot of people don't even know my name. Mm. (laughs) They just inbox me and be like, are you the person that did? (laughs) I'm like, yeah, where's my check? Right. Fair (laughs) enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So, I mean, often. Yeah. Basically often. I mean, um, you have a great uh, catalog. You yeah. have a great uh, resume, mm-hmm. so uh, shoot, we can we can pick far off from that. Yeah, uh, where we want to start at? We want to start with rappers or producers? I don't know, cause I mean, cause I'm a rapper, yeah, and I'm a producer, and I understand completely. So, can you tell me a little bit about that experience in regards to, um, cause cause you you did send me some bullet points. So the first thing I thought about was popular versus paid. Yeah, let's speak on that. Um, 
before I work with anybody, I do just like when you said the admin side, it made me it instantly triggered my process. <laughs> okay. Before I even decide to work with anybody. Listen, it's triggering me. Go ahead. (laughs) It triggered my process because I have to interview them first to see their goals. Mm -hmm. Because if it doesn't align with where I'm going, I can't work with them because of previous experience. Mm -hmm. People have a lot of ideas and they have no way to achieving those goals. And you have a 10-year plan and we only got three months. Like, I don't know how to help you Mm. in that. So we have to... I've worked with people that when I tried to bring them down and do it in bite-sized chunks, they were adverse to that because they was like, oh, well, my homeboy did this and he went here. Well, it doesn't work like that because you're in a different lane. Right. Um, are you trying to be popular? Like you want to be TikTok famous? Because using Soldier Boy for an example, with his song, is hot on TikTok and it hasn't even charted. So do you want to be popular? Or you want to get paid? Mm-hmm. That that's that's one of the greatest scenarios I could use right now. Soldier Boy has the hottest song on TikTok and it's a dance to it, but he hasn't charted. Mm. He's popular, but he's not monetizing this particular song. I mean, your mm, monitor not like not. You can soundbite. He you can take music and off of TikTok, and the amount of half of one cent that you get off of being monetized on TikTok because it's not an American company. It is a Chinese company. You would rather be selling your single on Apple Music and get more of a percentage than you would be being hot on an app like TikTok. And that's that's one of the many problems a lot of these uh, artists don't think about. You know what I'm saying? And um, Because I I remember when I was younger... um, of course, I mean, when I started rapping, it was like uh, when I really was getting into it, man, 2000s-ish or whatever. So, of course, you think about I want to get on DJ Drama Mixtape. Um, I want to do shows and all that other stuff. Some reason, licensing came in my head. Mm-hmm. Or I probably was watching TV and was like, this song's playing on Target's TV or whatever. Like, yep. So you mean tell me that I can... I can have rights to like lease it to them or make whatever deal with them. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is money that I can get when I'm asleep. I don't necessarily have to be on stage yep. to to get money. And this you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah. And even with my even with the check that I did with the, the Jacksonville Giants, the theme song? Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> like when I started getting into that, I was like, oh, this is a different type of payment. So after a while, I'm like, I ain't gotta worry about being on stage to like accumulate Whatever, because at the mm-hmm. end of the day, I would like to just be home and still get paid. That's correct. When I'm asleep, right? But that's an older thought process. So let's say let's let's think these kids right now, mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah. It's, it's, so this yeah. this rap industry right now, you have the illusion that you can make a beat at home, mm-hmm. and you're gonna be Lil Nas X because he ultimately licensed the song, mm-hmm. and it became the biggest song. Of the last two years because yeah. he bought a beat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work for you like that because that's one in a million. <laughs> number one. Number two, do you know how many years it took him 
to get to that one song. He posted every single day, all day up. He was on somebody's couch. He was homeless. Yeah. All of the work he had to put in to get that one hit, one hit. Yeah. that he licensed. And, and since then, is he really making the money that he was making before? Mm. So you can be popular, but do you want to get paid? And that's got to be your motivation. You That's your... You have to make that decision. Do I want people just to know my name? Right? Mm-hmm. So popularity will get you booked in a show. Right? right? You'll get booked a show. Right. But does it tell you how much you demand for the show? Right. You know, how do you negotiate that amount of money for that particular show? How much do you walk out with? How much do you put up for taxes? Yep. <laughs> how much is your security? Who's handling the right. admin? The person that, I mean, even the person that, do you have a person to deal with that? Because if you do, you're going to have to pay that person. That's correct. Some type of salary, some type of uh, stipend or something. Yep. And, you know, people don't want to pay nobody. Yep. So you, you, I mean, but people can't, um, and they don't understand that I might not be skilled in that part. Yep. So they don't think about, you know, dishing it off to a person that's actually educated. And then when the person has it, they don't want to pay it. So yeah. it's like you block, yeah. So think about Instagram, IG models. So it's a lot of people that want to be Instagram models. Mm-hmm. So you invest in buying all of this name brand stuff, real or fake. You take pictures every day. You monetize your Instagram. So you maybe make seven cent. You're not a Kardashian, so you're not making a million dollars a post. Yeah. Okay. So let's say you are on the higher end and you get a thousand dollars per post, right? Um, and then you might be like Alexis Sky or whatever. And you go to a club, but you get seven thousand dollars, five to seven thousand dollars to make a club appearance, right? Mm-hmm. You make five to seven thousand dollars, but your overhead in order to maintain this IG lifestyle is way more than you made. So you gotta go to the club five, six days a week. You gotta strip. You gotta you go every club, you gotta do a little bit more in order to get more money. Mm-hmm. How do you manage that lifestyle? How do you stay relevant? How do you keep the money flowing and how long can you do it? What's your plan? What's your out? Because people talk about Diddy, but he's over 50. He's not giving up any of his um masters to any of his artists, good, bad, or indifferent. And he's living good. He's making money sleep. He's making money alive. Mm-hmm. And you could talk about he's old and gray, but look at y'all young people. Y'all not making that money like that. You never will because you don't understand masters. Yeah, You don't understand licensing. All right. So what makes you think people, uh, that mentality when it comes to uh, young people? Like, why do people feel like you have to? Like, I got to make it big on TikTok and I got to make it big on IG. Like, like what? Like what? what is your thought process on that? Like, why do people feel like they have to go that route? Is it because they're not taught that way or? No, I feel. Instant gratification? It's, I feel it's instant gratification. Yeah. That's that's the first thing. And the second thing is, is it's always in your face. It's constantly Facts. in your face. It's Facts. no off time. It don't cut off like TV used to. So if you see it a lot, you start believing it. But let me tell you something. During COVID, Bloomingdale's, Nordstrom, they don't make one commercial. Not one. You've never seen a Neiman Marcus commercial. You never seen an advertisement and they didn't lose one dollar during COVID. Because the real money don't do a lot of talking. Mm-hmm. So that's the important thing that we need to impart in our kids. Mm. So that's so 
when you say kids, that's generational. Well, I'm um, sorry. Well, no, no, I'm, I'm saying, I mean, that comes from, I mean, maybe that comes from a certain situation or a lifestyle or. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, what you're saying, I feel like yeah, this year. Um, <laughs> I'm almost well, well no, I'm just speaking from an artist who has worked with Mo Noir. And <laughs> I have, you know, stopped getting. So I stopped gigging. I, you know, because I had to make a decision before COVID to. Am I going to be Jacksonville famous or world famous? Mm-hmm. What what do I so so? It doesn't. And if somebody and if I'm supposed to, my my expectation is, if somebody wants me, they will call me mm-hmm. to book me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not running after a gig, you know, unless I view it as a big opportunity mm-hmm. and not not saying anything against you know, Jacksonville Entertainment. But what I'm trying to say is the popularity is, it's it's cool, but it's not getting me to where I want to be. Because in order to live a profitable lifestyle, you would have to gig every day. Mm -hmm. And you have to gig. You know, I have a girl, artist girlfriend who, who was gigging, had five or six gigs a day, 30 gigs a week. So that she could live off the same income that she had in corporate America, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So a lot of people don't see me around town because I'm I'm in front of my computer learning ways to make money in my sleep. Right. So. So. Yeah, I come I come back to you as an artist. Cause it, cause I'm wanna no, no. no. say it works. I mean, when yeah. you switch off that mindset, you gotta change your mind. You have to do a paradigm shift in your mind. Yeah, for sure. With with that, you know, and I'm I'm just speaking to the people. You have to make that paradigm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Understood. Understood. Yeah, yeah. Understood. Um. True. Damn. I got a question about about the artist aspect of, it. but like I said, I come back to you on, on that part. Um, damn, this shit is so good, man. Cause I really, like, let's let's get deeper. <laughs> in, in regards to the to the often part, the often like, I'm trying. I, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm trying to find a way to like really like say it without, I guess, not sounding like. Sound like an asshole? Because I'm going to get into the asshole part at some point. Okay. I just don't want to release it like... like. I'm trying to figure out, am I worse? <laughs> am I worse? <laughs> no, Are but I'm at the but, same but, level or am I worse than, than you in that in that regard? Because a lot of people view me as an asshole. But you know what? I feel like, let me, let's be clear. I love people. I love what I do. Um, I believe that we can be better than what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I believe we can make more money than what we're doing and we can actually take over the world. My issue is people's ego makes them in their own way. Yeah. It, it puts them in their own way. They could be great, mm-hmm. but your, your ego mm-hmm. is the problem. Mm-hmm. And I want to be clear that something that I, um, someone told me is that, do you rather be respected or liked? And I take the position of I'd rather for you to respect me mm-hmm. 
than to like me. Mm-hmm. Because respect goes further than like, because just like we like a picture, they unlike it too. Mm. It's too temperamental. Like it's too temperamental. Mm. Respect, mm. it lasts a long time. Mm-hmm, for sure. It's forever. All right, so, oh, that's great. So do you have, so do you feel like it's a grace period for artists, said artists to like, basically figure it out it depends on the artist industry because unfortunately the attention span of your market depending on your market is very short right so let, let's use rap for an example okay. <clears throat> you can probably be a rapper and be paid and be unpopular longer and older if you have content If you are looking to be a rapper and being popular and being paid, your popularity has a short attention span. Mm -hmm. You have to, if I want to use an example, look at Plies. I went to school with Plies. I went Mm -hmm. to the University of South Florida with him. Mm -hmm. Okay. He had a short time because he came in old. Let's be real. Mm -hmm. He came in the industry old. He had to be popular quick. Mm He had to make all the money he he could make, and then he had to shift his career because of his age. Right. So now he monetizes through um, sound bites, mm-hmm. sound clips, IG clips, and shows because of his age. Mm. So it depends on your what exactly do you want to do with yourself, and you need to really analyze how do I want to. I'm young. I got a short period of time. I got to make that money. This is how I'm going to make it. And then after I make the money in three to five years, then how am I going to shift? Because you can't be young forever. Right. Especially with kind of, uh, what's the, what did you say? Alex, the 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 stripper, the stripper girl? Alexis Sky. Yeah. Let's, mm-hmm. Yeah. Alexis Alex Sky. Yeah. I, I was thinking, I'm like, you're going to get old one day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So then what, what happens after that? Like, I'm hoping that you're saving. I'm hoping that somebody's telling you, like, look, you to put some some dollars to the side, you know what I'm saying, for when it comes, or have another plan mm-hmm. for when you, you know what I'm saying for the shift. Right. Wow. Hmm. So it. So is it on the artist to uh, to to find out what part that is? Like, yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's you the, have to self assess. You really do, people. It's important that you self assess, um, not just in your your personal life, but in your career. You have to self-assess exactly how you want this to go. But that takes um, awareness. Mm-hmm. You have to know how to self-assess. You have to be a... It's a skill. It's like typing. You have to learn the skill. People think that communication, that all of a sudden, you know, you can just talk well. No, communi- you can you can run your mouth, but not be saying anything. Exactly. So <laughs> you have to learn how to communicate, and it's yeah. a skill. Communication skills mm-hmm. are things that you learn. You have to take classes. You have to listen to other people and stop thinking that you guys know everything because you right. don't. And and that is a reason why a lot of people are not great. But what? Well, I was, all right. I feel like ego is the number one yes. answer for this question about to ask. But what what gives people the authority to think that they know shit? Because they like do. what what like does some type of I damn genie? <laughs> see, this is what this is this is the asshole coming, okay. <laughs> and I feel like you about to match me, and I'm loving it. I'm trying to hold on to it. But what gives people the authority to think like 
right, so I give my I put myself in the hot seat. Like I realized that maybe like two years ago that I had an ego problem. Yeah. Like, like I, I don't know what it was. I just I just I sat down one day and was like, damn Pete, like the way you interacting with this is down the third, like mm-hmm. you let your ego come into play. Yeah. You need to check that shit. A sap. Mm-hmm. Like you should check that shit yesterday. So of course when I'm like when I'm in that situation, I'm like, damn, like what like how did I get to this point? And I still don't know the answer to that. How many things did you lose before you got to that point? Things that mattered. Things that mattered? Yeah. Um, not a lot actually. But like and I feel like that's why the ASAP came quick. And thank God, I probably would have lost a good little bit. Yeah. A good little bit of uh friends. Uh, just a sense of who I am as a person. Yeah. And I think that's that's a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't a lot. It wasn't a lot. But still, it still was Did odd. you see the impending doom come when the ego came? And when you saw, when you started self-assessing, did you see an impending doom happening? Even if you didn't lose it before the ego thing and you checked yourself, did you see something brewing? But that, because that takes yes. self-awareness. Yes. So before your ego, you even checked your ego, you had to be self-aware that, hey, listen, this is the way that this is going. I'm about yeah. to, you know. Yeah. And we can go into that other conversation, but I totally believe in therapy. I totally believe in therapy because you ha- people walk around with nobody checking their thought process. Yeah. And a lot of times people say, oh, I grew up that way. That's just how we are. That's just the neighborhood we was in. That's just how my mama told me how my daddy told me and you've never checked the way you think to understand that that shit is not normal to mm-hmm. think that you're always right is not normal right so you jesus now right you mm-hmm. laying hands and you yeah. um healing the sick yeah. the most perfect man even checked his own ego he had yeah. to i mean after he flipped tables even jesus flipped tables okay i think he had to self-assess and be like you know what lord let forgive me right forgive me yeah Yeah, forgive forgive me me. the most perfect man had to ask for forgiveness and humble himself after he let somebody yeah or let something push him to flip tables and cuss these people out and that's why i just i'd be wondering what what is the someone or something that's giving people the liberty to think that it's a bunch of yes men that hang around them and that and and, yeah Mm-hmm. You don't want it, so pride will prevent that. For will even pre- make you blind to thinking that what you're doing, what you're saying, all those things is correct. Yeah, right. but you still need validation. You can think that way, and you're like, "Yeah, oh, I'm yeah, good." Yeah. So when you call the person that's no that you know gonna say, "Yeah, you right," mm-hmm. to validate that pride in you, right. it's, it's the company that you keep. That's my that's my opinion. It's all in the company that you yeah, keep. Yeah, for, sure, for sure. If you don't have anybody that says, "Hey, I don't agree with you," the way you thinking is not the right way to think. Right. And then you not cut them off because they they checked you or mm. they they question your thought process because pride, ego, it all comes before it all comes before destruction. It eventually comes and and it may not be nothing huge. People think destruction is everything fall in place, but the destruction could be you could be a great artist and you never go anywhere because your pride and your ego and you're not willing to listen is in your way. Mm. I don't care how good you are as a painter. 
if you think that everything you do and the way you handling your business is so superb, why are you not the top artist in the Louvre or whatever? Right. So we can segue into another point that you made as far as uh, why people don't practice, but I'm going to add that to add to that. Like, why don't people study? Like, why don't people research? Ooh. Why don't people like that's like, I, like I, I can look at a lot of these people and be like, listen, I can tell you're not using the resources. Yeah. The, the, the easiest resources that you can goddamn use, you're not using them. I can tell. But listen, and why this, don't people want to study or research shit around them? And like, the thing about <laughs> it is, there's no card catalog no more. Y'all got access to the internet. It's that thing called Google, right? You got the internet. <laughs> you got YouTube universities. Nigga, when I was a kid, we had to go to the car the catalog, know the name. Yeah, to pull the go thing pull out. Yeah, thing, to pull the, go yes. through, pull the card out, hunt through the Dewey Decimal System to yes, find what we're yes. looking for. We had to get fish. Do y'all even know what fish is? You got freaking YouTube. <laughs> You're talking about you don't study, you don't practice. You want to talk about how we don't do that no more. But let me tell you something. Look at these new artists. Look at Sweetie. I'm going to use her for an example. Mm. She went on Ebro's show when she first came out. And they told her not to rap live because they knew she wasn't ready for that shit. And guess what happened? She wants to talk about she had PTSD after that interview. No, 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 baby. You didn't practice. Mm -hmm. You should have practiced. You should have video yourself and you would not be a laughing soundbite years later. So after that, you got in your feelings and you went to practice, didn't you? Right. She was she she enrolled in like a a, a coach talent. a talent joint. Yes. <laughs> now you need a she talent did, manager. Yeah, she now did you need interview. a coach. Because you've yeah. been thinking you you are so great and everybody's telling you how good you are. Oh, you killed that show. And then you went onto a real platform and they told you, babe, don't do it. You know, we heard you. Don't do it. Save yourself. And you did it anyway because you thought you were so great and they told you you were so great yeah. and you ain't go to practice. Yeah. That's what you get. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't understand it. I, I just I just don't understand it. When it comes, I just know for me, man, I try to know about as much as I can about the 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 market that I'm in. Like, who's doing anything remotely similar or. Yep. How does this reflect? You know what I'm saying? Like, if they're doing something, do I have uh, do I have something to uh, offer that's you know more exclusive? You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Exclusivity. Like that, that I'm telling you, when I was in college, that one word. I think I told you that before, MJ. Like I was like that one word for some reason. I knew what it meant, but it yeah. just stuck out to me. Yeah. And when I thought about that shit, I immediately thought about fly soft teeth. I said, man, if anybody come around this bitch. That's that's when I had to step on my throne and be like, if anybody think about doing a damn fly soft tease. They will, they, they will, you know what I'm saying? Because we have made it so exclusive to the point we we even realize how much that we got. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just working. Me and MJ just working, like yeah. developing shit. But I'm like, damn, MJ, we really doing some shit. Like, we really, when motherfuckers come to our shit, they getting gifts. They getting, you know what I'm saying? Something yeah. that everybody else ain't doing. Yep. And that's just on some that's like, why we that's don't on do some our shit. Not a, not a, not a, not a studying it on the yep. market shit. <laughs> that's why we don't do our fashion show, our annual fashion show anymore. Because our tagline was everybody's VIP. Mm -hmm. um, everybody got gifts. When you come in, we had free food. The waiters walked around and gave you your food at your seat. We had signature drinks. Um, a couple of our shows is open bar. If you wanted anything else, you know, you, of course, you could pay up for it. Yeah. Um, because people, we were, I was going to local fashion shows. They was charging $75 to get nothing. Mm -hmm. And we could not get the same support 
because we were not popular. Now, did we get paid? Yes. But we could have made more money if we tapped into the popularity of this city. But when I go to other cities, they don't even have to know my name. They just want to know it's a new person here from Florida. I'm going to buy a ticket just because we've never seen you before. Yeah. I want to see what you bring into our city. Mm-hmm. Just the curiosity got us paid. But here, if you're not in that popular type of click, But the standards, the standards of popularity here in Jacksonville is so fucking low, though. <laughs> it's so low. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> it's so low. It's yeah. so low. And I'm like, I, I look at that bar and I'm like, damn, dog. Like, the bar that we set, th- that everybody has set individually and collectively. Mm-hmm. I'm like, the bar, is, to me, is still low. And if I can say, that's one, of, that's one of the things that took me to that, to my knees, month, a, couple, a month before COVID, lockdown. Mm-hmm. Looking and seeing the people that were getting booked, quality gigs that were not as talented or yeah. gifted or could entertain. You know, seeing people who got up, get up, and they just sing. They don't entertain. They don't interact with the audience. Mm-hmm. It's just performance, but it's no entertainment. Yeah, but and then I would beg the question, who was their manager? Because, if they even had one. Because sometimes the business side, I ain't going to call no names. I ain't going to say this because, you know... <laughs> But one of the artists here has a cutthroat manager and gets them book major gigs in Jacksonville because of their management. And not even a pinky toe of talent in comparison to, I'm going to put it at the MJ. Not even a pinky toe. But their management is cutthroat and they don't care. But I understand um, how MJ would feel a certain way and why it went to her knees because when you made that growth, like, okay, well, these, these, basically, these people got to pay me and and respect me in this regard. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, you have what two albums out? Yeah, <laughs> you have a mixtape out. Like you've you've done like tremendous things. I'm like, I'm looking at the the climbing around. I'm like, she's swimming in the pool by herself. You know what I'm saying? Like, like <laughs> nobody can attest. You know what I'm saying? And that's what you you. <laughs> she's a, she's a pioneer. <laughs> that's the inside. Job. But that's uh, uh, well. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> OG. Oh, <laughs> OG. That's why. That's, a, that's why when I said OG, you was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm such a grinch when they call me that shit. I'm like, man, y'all don't even know. Ask, ask Asia, when, when, when they called me a pioneer, the pot got on stage and she was so shit. offended. But then said, put it in the perspective of just what you just said, though. Yeah. I said, what the fuck did she just call me? Said, I said, what the fuck? A pioneer? I went up to her. I said, did she just call me a pioneer? <laughs> she was I? so she, damn hot. I, I said, who am I, Harriet Tubman? Yeah. <laughs> but put it in the perspective of what you just said. She's right. got albums out. She's played festivals outside of this city. Right. She's booking gigs every right. month. Right. People that can't even do a, a portion of what she's doing, to them, she is a pioneer. But baby was offended. Baby I mean, feelings was hurt. <laughs> I mean and, and I and I probably can say I probably can say this respectfully. Like I feel like you probably feel like 
you got so much more that you want to do. And it's like, yeah, why the fuck you going to put me in this goddamn capstone <laughs> like this? You know what I'm saying? Like, like I feel like when people say, when people say Pioneer OG, especially here in Jacksonville, I just feel like they're immediately putting you in the damn, like in the grave. Like, like that's, that's their exit way to be like, all right, let me find the methods that's that they're doing. That's y'all ego in the way. Really? Yes. You need to get out of your own way. The fact that people hold you and regard you in that type of status. If you say OG, <laughs> they're thinking of you. Uh, and if we would say something like uh, OG would be like Diddy. Okay. Jay-Z. Right. He can still do all the things y'all doing, but you gonna respect me because of all the things I've done. And that's the thing, but I don't feel like the respect level is there for them to call you a pioneer but and to me some an OG. People, but some pe- to some people, you're, you're trying to say but it we as gotta collective. Remember, we gotta remember that that bar is low now. Let's consider the bar. The bar, is very, the bar is very low. Yeah. Because ain't nobody gonna go to goddamn Diddy and be like, you know what he I'm saying? Is. They do call him a pioneer. Yeah, but they, but they respect the shit out of him, though. These motherfuckers that's calling us OG and pioneer, do they really? You you know what? You're right. I'll take that back. I mean, no, I, no, I'm not. I'm not that's taking it back. Ego. I'm not taking it back. But I will factor in that the ego is playing a part. Yes, and what of you're the saying, whole equation. I mean, and some people, and, and so to some extent, though, it ain't the whole now, thing. Now, now, like because I mean that that shit wore on me. Yeah. Okay. God, we talked. We talked about Pioneer for a while. <laughs> we talked about Pioneer yeah. for a while. a pioneer till she died okay you're alive and you're a freaking right. pioneer like, come on because so, I mean, they only talked about Harriet when it in her 40s right and she did like so much other stuff yeah until she, she died. was a freaking nurse and she was yeah. a spy they ain't talk about none of that shit. <laughs> she was a lot <laughs> she was a spy like, shoot. she did a lot of stuff yeah. but checking self-assessing and having people around you to challenge your thought process is very important mm-hmm. because and then we also have to categorize friendship. Oh. Categorize friendships. Mm-hmm. Some people are your business friends. And I think that people blur the lines too much. You want you want to be my bestie and you want to be the you can't blur the lines. Either like the type of friendship I have with MJ, I don't have with other artists I work with. Mm-hmm. The reason why is because I don't want you to ever think I'm not going to be honest and true. To you, are we business friends? Because if we business friends, certain conversations I'm not going to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care about your boyfriend or what's going on. If we're business friends, we're bouncing things off of. I'm gonna tell, and I'm gonna tell you in love. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. gonna tell you in care as your business friend. Mm-hmm. I'm not your bestie. Right. So I think that we have to surround ourselves with people who give us a different perspective and put them in the proper category. Yeah. Don't blur the lines. Yeah. Major facts on that. Totally agree. So, yeah, that's that's that. Yeah, that's definitely righteous talk right there. Because a lot of like, I mean, I know for me, I I set a lot of boundaries, man. Mm-hmm. Like I've been setting a lot of fucking boundaries. It's almost like like landmines and shit. Because <laughs> 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 because people walk across them in a bomb and they just say like, oh fuck, like let me get back in my place. Yes. Because you know what I'm saying, like, and I guess people think that I'm just like you know carefree and uh, you know they like, oh he's nice and I'm like nah they put a, you, 
you know, you put a lot of work into a lot of things, and people expect for you to do that shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn. Ooh, let's talk about that. Um, I want to bring bring up expectations too. Don't let me don't let me uh, remember. Mm-hmm. Don't let me forget that. Um, yeah, expectations. We'll talk about that. As far as do you see you have a problem seeing other artists, um, bigger than what they see themselves? Do you run into that problem a lot? Like. You look at me and be like, God damn it, dog. You don't even know the damn potential you got. Yeah. All the time. All the time. How do all you, the time. What is your method of fixing that? Do you not? Because me, try, I don't me, I don't say shit. I just. <laughs> I try, You know what? What I do is That's where I the have at. The one is right there. Conver- I will have conversation. I would just ask them questions and see where their thoughts are. And if I figure that their thoughts are not leading them to better and it's actually to their detriment, I will not say anything. You let it just phase out? I will let it phase out. The reason why I don't... I'm learning that. Ooh, <clears throat> I've been doing that lately. Now. I see a lot of people, like, people... I, I can just screenshot you my inbox, and I'd be like... So I ask questions. I, I believe in Socratic thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppress that side. My day job, I'm an educator. I use Socratic thinking a lot, because sometimes you can question a question, and it brings you into the light, okay? Mm-hmm. It brings you to the answer. Sometimes the answer is a question. Oh, for sure. But a lot of times people be wanting a period. It wants to be, they want it to be a statement, but sometimes your answer is the exact, that question pulls you into your greatness. Okay. So I ask a lot of questions to artists and I hear what they say. So I'll use an example. Um, Somebody wanted to get into styling. So I asked them questions, right? And they were very offended because they were like, you have the audacity to question me? Like, who are you to question and ask me questions? Very offended from the questions. That let me know right then I can't fuck with you. Because you're not even, uh, or say, I've never thought about that. Let me get back to you. That's, so, right there. Mm-hmm. I don't like being questioned overall, but mm-hmm. at the same time, too, I like being asked like questions, mm-hmm. like when like when it comes to like a process I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Of course, when there's anything dealing with music, hip hop, MPN, or whatever, mm-hmm. like it might be a day where you just might not be on your thought process, and somebody might need to, you know, what I'm saying like it might be a a, a simple question. And I think a lot of people get offended by that shit because I'm like, well, you don't understand the content of what the questions are being asked. So I'm like, so if, I might forget something. We had conversations a lot and you might, you might ask a question. I'm like, oh shit, I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. But it might be because something else might have clouded my thought. This It might it might be simple thoughts. But it goes back to the communication as a skill. Goes back to as a community skill. skills. Yeah. Learning the skill of saying out of your mouth and not in your head, I haven't thought about that. Can you give me a minute? I'll come back to that. And that's totally respectful. Like, that's totally respectful. But you be, you uh, not you, but you in general. People, when I'm asking a question, are offended because they don't know a response. And that is communication skill. You know what I'm saying? I'm not asking you to respond and answer the question. If I ask a question mm-hmm. and you're confused by it or your mind went somewhere else, saying out of your mouth, hey, my mind went somewhere else on that question. Can we come back to that question? Yeah. Not your first thought is because I don't have an answer is to get offended. That lets me know I can't work with you because that's a skill you need to work on. Right. Like you can't be transparent with the shit. Like, I mean, it's totally okay if you don't have the answer. That's to, correct. Like it's totally fine. Like, right. 
That's what I'm saying. I can, I can respect the fact that somebody's saying, let me get back with you on that. But I people that who get time. mad and get an attitude lets me know there's the landmine. You just blew up that boundary and we exactly. can't talk. Exactly. <laughs> facts. And, 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 and if I can be Like mad, like mad, like like offensive mad, like Yeah. Like like I might get offended. Mm-hmm. Like like you know what I mean? Or like, you know, she measuring me and she say, Did you eat bread this week? Bitch, yeah, I had a pizza. You know, or why you still dealing with these fuck niggas? Mm-hmm. I don't understand why they're still here. Mm-hmm. And but I love these people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You have these conversations. Where it's like, but I love these people. These people to be my family. But then when I realize I can't go where I need to go. Yeah, I'm right. With these people. Yeah. Mm-mm. And so you're not. So 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 her point of saying so so by her questioning that, mm-hmm. I was offended because I wanted to rock with these people, but I realized I couldn't rock with these people in business. Mm-hmm. I can rock with you personally. We can go hang out. I have drinks. Yeah, yeah. But when it comes to business, I can't rock with you. Mm-hmm. It's an artist right now that I freaking love. Like I love to hear them sing. I love everything about them. Mm-hmm. But I did the questions, you know, because people have never seen my face. So a lot of times they'd be like, "Well, who are you?" Mm-hmm. You know. Um, <clears throat> Like, I'm a fan. I've never come in, like, you know, I'm a fan. I really love your music, you know. So what are your next things, you know, what's next on, what you you know, what's your plan? You know, how do you view yourself? What's your image? You know, I'm asking them questions as a fan to to measure if I want to get in bed with them, for lack of a better word, as far as business. Mm -hmm. And I will not because they lack communication. And that is a... Yeah, that is a big thing for me because if my money tied to the way you talk, we gonna have a problem because a I'm, problem, yeah. we gonna have a major problem. Because if you don't know the answer, be quiet. Mm-hmm. Don't say nothing. Call somebody else. I'm not sure, but if my money tied to your mouth, I can't because right. <laughs> I got a baby to feed. That damn know? skill, man. That skill, that communication skill. It's very serious for me. And I, I, it's an artist. It's a model. Oh, my God. She's androgynous. She's beautiful. I love her. I follow her page. I am a for real fan. I'm like, if if this girl, if you would just let me put, put yourself in my hand and let me do my magic. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to work because we have conflicting business interests. Right. Mm. I like I said to go back to what I was saying. I I don't mind those questions. I love when people bring those type of mm-hmm. questions to me. Like, well, the, consider your source for sure. Yeah. 
But like, you know, somebody asked me those questions and of course I just know if I know it, yeah. If I don't, then I'd be like, no, nah, I don't know. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. And I, I know when people do that with me, you know, I'm cool with that. And I, when I do it to other people, I kind of sense, mm-hmm. you know, somebody be like, yo, I got a good idea for a party, blah, blah, this, that, the third. I'm like, how many people you want to have? Uh, do you know the COVID restrictions? Where's it going to be at? What day is going to be on? You trying to plan? You trying to promote? All this other stuff. I throw every, like all those, the general stuff and you just be, and they just get kind of crickets. Yeah. Because all, like, all they have is the idea, not the plan. Right. Speaking of plans, workers. We ain't got enough workers in, in the world. People don't want to goddamn work. Why is that? <laughs> I don't think that it's not. <laughs> I don't think that they don't want to work. I think that it's a bit this of a lot petty, of... This is a petty peak coming out. Yeah. Some more. <laughs> I don't think it's that people don't want to work. I think that it's a lot of um, obstacles. If you are really in tune to what's going on with... Well, my, my major is in social science and a concentration in economics. Okay. okay. If you think about the money, if you follow the money... Mm-hmm. So... They're not willing to give people a living wage, even though a lot of people, a lot of companies received bailouts last year. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you want me to come in. And then in the state of Florida, the governor signed where if you get sick at the job and you die, your family cannot sue your employer. Why the hell would I make $11 an hour, $12 an hour? We don't have to wear masks. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have to follow the COVID restrictions anymore. I die, and even in my death, my parent, my family gets no, no nothing. So yeah. why I can stay home for eleven dollars an hour? Like I don't, I don't. That's not a living wage. Like I'm not willing to die now. Twenty six dollars an hour, I might take my chances, you know. But you're talking about eleven dollars an hour, and then people say, "Oh, well, it's just McDonald's." McDonald's, you come in contact with a lot of customers. When that girl got pulled across that. Uh, counter, mm-hmm. that young girl got pulled across mm-hmm. that counter. McDonald's changed their policy yeah. because of the person being able to reach across the counter and pull them. But you're not going to change your policy when we have a pandemic. A whole ass pandemic, yeah. A pandemic? I I can't sue you. If she would have got killed at McDonald's, her family could have sued McDonald's for not protecting her. Mm-hmm. But if I get COVID and I die, I can't sue McDonald's. Right. Follow the money. Why are we protecting these corporations when they're making hand over fist? So that's my, I'm with that. If you're going to make more money sitting home with the lack of workers, y'all money, you're going to have to come up with some money. You're going to have to come up with a new plan. See, I got a different perspective. Yeah. I absolutely love it. So why would I, but I go I don't, to work? I don't ever get a chance to think about that perspective yeah. because I'm just not in that. I'm going to give you. I'm that's, a great, that's a great perspective. Great. One of the one of these the, uh, schools here, I'm not going to say. Got $1.2 million in schools, and the kids were not even in session. They got $1.2 million. Here in Duval? Wow. Why would I send my kid to school, and you're not changing anything, and you don't have to change anything, but you got the money? Right. Follow the money. Now, next year, you're not going to have the bailout, so what you going to do? You got to change the policy because your kids are still not coming because you haven't changed anything about it. You took the money. You pocketed it, and you didn't change anything about it. Same thing with these restaurants where they can't get workers. Mm. You now have to change your policy. Mm. You're going to have to do some bonuses. I see people now giving sign-on bonuses. Many of you iPhones yeah, and shit. Hey, you got to step your game up. <laughs> the kangaroo. Yeah. The kangaroo giving a $500 sign-on bonus. Yep. For you, for you to get hired, $500. Yep. 
now they probably hire them people on the spot too. Corporations have to change their policy because you got the money, you you will save, but you want us to come save your business for nothing. Yeah. No. Yeah. Get a free iPhone and some a large fry. <laughs> if you come work with us, listen. I'm I'm not gonna tell you. I got a I got a contract. I got a contract, an educational contract, for five hundred dollars to clear the background screening just to come. And I only work eight hours a week. I mean, I make it thirty dollars an hour, but I got five hundred dollars just to clear the background screening. Right. I'm just saying, because you need teachers that bad. But before y'all ain't care about teachers. Now you're ready for them kids to go back to school. You paying whatever. Right. Right. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Uh, let's see. Two more things we're gonna talk about. Okay. This is this has been like stupid great because I don't have real. Well, me and MJ talk about that. But when we talk MJ, we always we always end up with um, God bless America and just that's <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's the result that we come up with, and I and I'm like, damn, we got to be a better result. Like the whole follow the money thing. Yeah. Like in my mind, I'm gonna stop applying that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna text you things. the link where you can put you can put in and find out who got the money. It's public information. I'll text that to you. Yeesh. All right, so management, the business of artistry. Do you need management? Um when do you feel like an artist needs management? Like what point do they get to when you like, okay. Or is there even a point? Should should you just start from the beginning? What are your thoughts on that? I have several thoughts on that. So, can I tell you all of them? Sure. Okay. Um, let's. I'm gonna pretend I'm an artist. I'm. A, I'm an artist. Everybody says I sing great, and I'm very good at it. Okay. I've decided that I want to make money, and I don't really care about popularity. I want to get paid. That is when you need a manager. Mm-hmm. Okay. As an artist, I'm already an established artist. I've already done all the work. Okay, but I want to move into another lane. I want to shift my thought process. That is when you need a manager. Okay, you only get what you negotiate. And the reason why a lot of artists get shitted on is because they do not negotiate. If it's a true admin, administrative side person, Mm -hmm. they understand the business, it can be a sliding scale. It doesn't have to be a permanent uh, percentage. Um, fairness does not mean everybody gets the same thing. Put that in your mind. That is not fair. Fair is you're giving them what they need, not what everybody else is getting. Right. So right. let's you put that in perspective. What do, what do I mean by that? You're an already established artist. You already have chart-topping hits. However, you would like to now tour. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I don't need a manager to manage my business. I need a manager to manage my road experience. My managers to manage my business would get paid 20 percent. But as my road manager, you only get 10 percent. And it's fair to you because you get 10 percent and perks because you're only managing this aspect of my career. Exactly. Okay, so recondition your mind about what the word fairness means. Also, please write this note down. If I, y'all don't learn nothing else from Mo Noir. 
attitude reflects leadership. So if the person that you're choosing as a manager has an attitude nobody likes, mm. don't pick that manager. Mm -hmm. I say that because, let me not say like, let me say respect. There's a difference between liking a lot, because you cannot like somebody, but that manager is well-respected yeah. and can get things that you can't get. Right. I'm going to give you an example. I was speaking to a president of a company, and I they were calling me and calling me and calling me, and I had to let the president know. I said, sir, I understand what you're saying. However, are you worried about the process or the end result? He was like, I never got that question before. I said, because what you're talking to me about is the process and what you think is right. I said, but you're calling me because of the end result that I'm able to bring. Mm -hmm. So do you care about how I get it done or do you care about get it, me getting it done? Because if you care about me getting it done, respect my process. Mm -hmm. Hands off, I got the contract. Because you got to and interview people. You're not married to them. Right. So the interview, actually, you need to interview the people you're married to, but interview them and check references. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean check their homeboys. It's like, oh, yeah, my dude got me $1,000. Like, no. Like, I need real references. Mm -hmm. I need a professional reference. I need a personal reference. Hell, sometimes you need that credit report before you sign with them. Cause they gonna be yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cause if they got a, a, a habit of not paying bills, what you think gonna happen when you right? Or they acting like a CFO and they mm -mm. and you can't manage your own money. You can't manage your own money. <sighs> yes. Right. You from hotel to hotel. Okay. Yes. And it sucks that you have to kind of do the little bit of digging like that, but shit. Hmm. You got to. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> And it shouldn't be a problem. Like people shouldn't be offended. If you want me to be your if you want me to be in that role, I'm not offended by you asking me those type of questions. And if they are offended by that, I will be leery of having them. Yeah. And people and what I don't like is when people say stuff is white. Like, that's white people stuff. We don't do that. That's why y'all niggas broke. Documentation. Beats conversation. Yeah, we're gonna have to have a round two of this because um, she she triggered a, a part of me that I speak about a lot mm -hmm. in regards to black people and how they handle things and and I I I, I don't say a, a, a lot about it because yeah. I just don't because. I already know they gonna put me on the cross. Not even on the cross. They gonna <laughs> throw me. They gonna throw me on the, on on the two ninety five beltway and be like, "You ain't you ain't for us." And this, you know what I'm saying when I talk. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, nah. I just want better for us. We can be so like you said. You said it earlier in the, in the interview. We, we we you want better for us. Like, and it's possible. We can achieve it. We can have it. But there has to be a standard set. I have never seen a movement or a revolution not funded by money. So all you talk, all you want to about how money is what talk. Follow the money. The reason why the bus boycott worked for 390. One, two days. Almost a year. Mm -hmm. 
it worked because of the money aspect. That is why it worked. So where did they funnel the money? They funneled the money to the people instead of the bus people. So they they carpooled. Um, they uh, did everything they had to do. Um, the ACLU, all SNCC, all of them gave money out so that they did not have to use the bus service. It's all about money. We live in a capitalistic society. And you can't tell me that money don't talk. Money talks. Everything else walks. Like, I am for the people, but how my my role in the movement is not in the forefront. I'm empowering the minds. I'm giving them financial um, literacy. literacy. I'm explaining money. I teach a GED class for free. Because a lot of the workers who don't go back is because they can't go anywhere because they don't even have a high school diploma. So I teach a free GED class. Mm. What is that? Mm. Yeah, I just, I yeah, I just want my people to be better, man. That's all. I, I think about that a lot, and I and immediately when people say, "Oh, that's that's what the white people do," or "That's what uh, I do," and I'm thinking myself like. Well, they over there thriving, and we over here looking kind of crazy. Well, and you choose to look crazy. Mm-hmm. But I think I, I think I think it has everything to do with a mentality. Yeah, like it's how how <clears throat> you know, like I'm reading I'm reading a lot about how what I think shifts can shift my whole environment around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm consistently thinking negativity, if I'm, if, if, if you know, you, you, you talk about expectation, if my expectation is that you're going to fail me, mm-hmm. if my expectation is that this isn't going to happen, then I am the commander of my shit, of, of my universe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so then that means I am saying, I'm putting that out there and so that is what's going to happen. If, if, if I consistently say I only do stuff by myself, then I'm putting energy out there that I'm going to do stuff by myself mm-hmm. versus saying right now I'm doing right now I'm doing this, but eventually my team is coming. Mm-hmm. So, so my faith is in the fact that it's going to happen. Or whatever, but if I keep speaking that negative yep. bullshit, if I keep thinking that negative bullshit, if I keep saying, you know, this isn't gonna, you, you know what I mean? So yep. it's like, so let's put that into a culture of people. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we just get to the point where black people in tw- 29, for years, people have been saying, shit, for 20 years, Oprah been saying, y'all, black people need to meet a therapist. <laughs> And Yala Van Zandt <laughs> started fixing people's life because she knew black people needed mm-hmm. therapy. Mm-hmm. And then COVID hit and motherfuckers like, damn. I need therapy. I need therapy. <laughs> when they got to be alone with themselves. Right. But then it's like, but the but the key to therapy is you, you first you recognize the need, acknowledge it, and then you got to humble yourself enough to say, I cannot do this on my own because therapy is there to give a good therapist give you the tools to go out there 
and fight the good fight. Mm-hmm. You still got to do the work. Mm-hmm. Shit, I've been in therapy for almost 14 years. This will be the 14th year. And a bitch still going in the toolbox. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, pulling stuff out. And, a, you know, stuff that we talked about years ago. I'm pulling it out going, oh, I need it, but I need a bigger hammer now. Right. Or whatever. And so I'm just saying to that point, it's like, now we think of that in in reference to a culture of people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're right that we need to do better. You, we do need to do better. But first, it starts with us. I mean, this what I'm learning. It start with me. Mm-hmm. I gotta do better. Mm-hmm. And then as I do better, it's the people around me, because I'm giving off that energy. Either it's gonna repel you, or it's gonna magnetize you. Mm-hmm. And then it's like magic, you know? It's like it's like magic where all of a sudden your friends waking up going, bitch, I'm still, I'm opening a business. Mm-hmm. Oh, when they were scared to do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I believe I have something to do with that because I switched my energy. Right. But then there's some people that's going to say, oh, you think you know everything. You think you every time I come, you know what I mean? Like I had, like I had somebody tell me today, I don't want to, you know. I said, "What's going on, man? You gonna is you gonna um, try to therapize me?" And I said, "I don't know. I might listen, but if I feel like your shit fucked up, I might hang up, or I might, you know, it's like, but." If, if you can't rock with me, mm-hmm. this is who I am. Like, if you can't rock with this, then it's repelling you. Right. Yeah. So I just feel like we just got to, I know, like, we want people to do better, but I'm really on that internal shit. Yeah. And nothing can change until we change, mm-hmm. until we, like, if one, two, three of us, all of three of us in this room made a concerted effort you know, not saying we're not doing that, but made a, made a deeper concerted effort to do the shit we need to do, then the people around us, it'll start happening for them. Like, it's, it, it got to happen. Okay. Last question, and we'll wrap it up. Since we on that, that the mental health. Mm-hmm. The importance of it. That is the second thing on my list when I decide to work with people. The first thing is I ask questions. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to see where your mind is. And the second thing is my demand is that you are either doing healing work or growth work. Either you're doing therapy, you're open to therapy, or you're doing some type of healing work where, you know, you're working on the internal. Because I do not work with addicts. If you do drugs, if you're alcoholic, I will not work with you. The reason why is because you're going to affect my money. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, That's number one. And number two, you are not to your greatest potential. A lot of times artists be like, oh, I'm not my best unless I'm high. Well, then you probably suck. (laughs) (laughs) I Listen, I... (laughs) I... I can't work with drug addicts because that sounds like you need some healing work and you need to work mm. on yourself. Um. Can people that do drugs be great? Yes, but for how long? I don't know. I just feel like I want to be functional 
if I'm up under influence or not. Like, I still mm-hmm. want to have the same effect of how I write my rhymes mm-hmm. if I'm clearly sober. Yeah. Or if I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So those are, I think mental health is very important. It, people can bring in artists and say, oh, this person did drugs, but how long did they last? Mm-hmm. You know their name, but they had no money. Right. Because they were addicts. You a, mental health is very important. Mm-hmm. It's very important. Um, even if you're not necessarily going to a therapist, but you're working on um, maybe something spiritual aspect, I can probably rock with you. But if you think that you're great, you're so great that you're above correction, you're above growth, you're above healing, it probably won't work for me because we've never checked our environment. If things have always been that way and they've always said that type and you try to normalize toxic behavior, mm-hmm. it's not going to work. All right. You need someone to help you self-assess, to me- to change your measuring stick. You measuring gutter you your gutter behavior with a gutter rule stick. Right. Right. But you could be great. Right. Me my shirts are debuting on Friday. You could I be saw great. That. You could saw be that. great. Command that. Right. It's a statement. You can be great. Sometimes you just have to get out of your own way. Mm. And sometimes getting out your own way, it don't it don't hurt. Yeah. It don't hurt a lot of times. Like it just <laughs> You know, it's just it's it's a quick pivot. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Sometimes it could be the smallest thing, right? But change change is very uncomfortable. I, for sure. For I sure. grew up and I lived in, I went to five elementary schools because my dad was a maintenance man. So we had to go wherever the new apartment complex opened. So we moved every year. So change was consistent. Right. You know, and then as an adult, I realized that the reason why I don't make very good connections um, when I was younger, I'm much better at it. I'm about to be 40. Um, but when I was younger, I didn't connect with people because we moved so much. Mm-hmm. You know what brought that to light? Therapy. Like, why don't I connect and I don't make is because I moved a lot. And the reason why I made friends, quote unquote, for the school years, because my birthday was always the first week of school. It was either one of the days it was always the first week of school, so my mom always bought cupcakes. And when you when they, when they bring cupcakes, everybody your best everybody friend. Everybody your friend. <laughs> yeah. For that one day week or whatever. Yeah, they're your friend. <laughs> and I, but recognizing those childhood things, those small things, and how it affects your life mm-hmm. and the decisions that you make and the things that you do. And sometimes those small things are prohibiting you from being the very best you. But you're you're still measuring by that childhood stink. Ain't nobody ever said that to me. Ain't nobody ever told me I snored. Ain't nobody ever told me that. Well, did you ever spend the night over there? So they probably didn't tell you you snored because you got up and put your clothes on. Mm. You know, you can't measure it by the same stick. Right. Yeah, you have to get somebody to help you get a new measuring stick. Mm. Clean, clean stick, clean stick. Mm-hmm. Pull out with the stick. <laughs> that's that. That's that. That's that. Young boy's the let me. <laughs> Why you look like that? Pull out the stick. Pull out the stick. Pull out the stick. Bow, 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 bow. That's Miami. <laughs> Shouts out to Miami. Yeah. All right, ma'am. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, guys. Um, I I, I feel like I'm, I might have to get fancy and be like, we have to bring uh, Miss Noir in here to give us a, a rundown. Give us the war report. Okay. Of how to <laughs> of how to be a better <laughs> how to be, right. be a better nigga. <laughs> Listen. But no, great words today, great words. It was I thoroughly enjoyed 
having conversations like this. It definitely changed my perspectives on, you know, I was saying a couple of things and reassured a lot of things. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and shouts out to you as well, MJ, for giving your great input on things. Next time we will have you mic'd up. So, uh, no, it's cool. It's cool. And I was sitting here thinking, I was like, should I mic her up? And I was like, nah, she probably ain't going to say nothing. But I was trying to. Nah, it's cool. It was cool. It's cool. It's fine. <laughs> I was just like, now, watch you get all these comments and be like, who she thinks she is trying to tell us what to do? Oh, no. <laughs> but see, nah, I mean, and, and but it, you got to stir the pot sometimes. You have to. We complacent. You have to. We complacent. We got to be great. T shirts come out on Friday. We got to be great. You got to stir up that pot. You have to stir up the pot because we have become a complacent. And if the pandemic then teach us anything, it teaches us how we need to get this money and we're not going to be here long. So pandemic should have taught yes, you yes. those two things. Cherish the things that you have. You do not have time to waste. You can mm-hmm. be the greatest you if you get out your own way. Right. And get this money. Right. Yeah. Follow the Yeah. I'm you know what? The where the where the, where the right money now. where the money resides yep. that that's that resonates in my head a lot more yeah. now because of the conversation we just had. You, I'm trying to tell yeah. you where the money resides. I'm about to take well, you right now so you can follow the money. I'm, I'm gonna give you the indeed. Link. Please it's do public record. Let the people know uh, where they can find you at. Them beautiful shirts is coming out on Friday. <laughs> this will be out. No, you okay. good. Well. You know, my editing skills is on point, so we yeah. good. We good. But yeah, let us know about uh the shirts this on Friday. All right. So um first of all, I'm on Facebook, Mo Noir Inc. I'm on Instagram, Mo Noir Inc. And I'm on Twitter as myself. I'm not gonna tell you guys online <laughs> what that is, but myself Twitter, yeah. be talking on Twitter. Twitter, Twitter is a rational. <laughs> Inbox rubble. me, I'll tell you my Twitter. Um I do have shirts because I live by a mantra that you should be great at everything that you do. And if you're not living in your greatness, you need to reassess and work the process. Reassess and work the process because the ultimate goal is to be great. It's not to be the greatest. It's not to be the best. But whatever you choose to do, you better be great at it. Mm -hmm. Okay? Don't be mediocre because there's somebody out there going for your spot. They're always coming after your spot. Um, I am a phantom. You may see me. You may not see me. Um, if you want to know more about me and you want to know the truth, inbox me. <laughs> um, and then we can talk. Let's see if you want to know the truth. <laughs> I love it. Don't come over here with, with these uh, these false hopes and dreams and stuff. We, we, don't, we don't do those over no, here. No, 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 no. Yeah. We, we can't. We can't. We have to live in the present. We have to live in reality. Because we are losing the battle right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to learn to have more honest relationships. And relationships don't mean that's your boyfriend or girlfriend. I'm talking about honest relationship as far as business. Yeah. Honest relationship as far as sometimes people are just your therapist. Mm-hmm. We have to have more honest relationships. Right. Totally get it. Totally get it. Totally get it. <laughs> All right. So thank y'all so much for listening. This is Mr. Al Pete Clear Visions Podcast. Um, I'm glad I made the choice to put it on Clear Vision's podcast because on the NPM podcast, it, it wouldn't. Well, it would translate. It need to translate. We'll do. We'll, we'll work something out. But nevertheless, y'all already know how to get down on the Clear Vision's podcast. So in the words. Oh, well, real quick before I leave. Um, MJ Baker music everywhere. Yes. Okay. MJ Baker music. Please follow her. Um, MPN-LC.com. MPN management everywhere. Please follow all of those joints. And, um. 
yeah, you'll find everybody on that site. Like connections and all that good shit. So anyway, I'm out of here, y'all, and the old Negro words of Wayne Peterson to the top. Mr. Peterson's Neighborhood Clear Visions was thought of, produced, engineered, and recorded by me, Mr. LP at MPN Studios. The intro and outro music was produced by myself as well. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast that is available on all podcast platforms. Thank you to everyone who supports me. It's greatly appreciated. To the top, everyone.